Welcome to the perfume room. My scent of the day today is Santal from Headspace. I cannot tell you how impressed I am with this entire collection. You've already heard me rave about absinthe, and if you are in Smell Club this month, perhaps you have already smelled absinthe, but oh my god, every single scent in this line is just hit after hit after hit. Anyway, to me, Santal, the name, it's a misnomer because it's less sandalwood, less Santal 33, Santal blush, and more saffron and rose. It's got that same sort of overarching woody, mossy, oud, rose, saffron combo in fragrances we've seen like oud bouquet, Cairo, Oud Satin Mood, Radical Rose, Ren de Nuit, Black Saffron, Santal Carmen. I could go on and on and on. And I know I am doing a disservice to fragrances in general by comparing these as if they could all be considered the same because they are so incredibly different from one another. But I do feel like as I describe these, you probably in your head like have a sense of the overarching scent that I am describing. You know what I mean? Like rosy, saffrony, a little makeup-y, a little sweet, a little woody. But here is my big hot take, okay? Headspace Santal might be my favorite execution of this type of scent. It just wears so well. It is so beautifully balanced. It's a little bit makeup-y, which you know I love. And the dry down has this sort of like dusted cacao feel, almost like it could be a cousin of Serge Luton's Santal School. And you know what? Actually, as I say that, I kind of feel like it straddles Santal School with, like I said, that sort of dusted cacao, pointed rosy feel, and something like, as I mentioned earlier, Byredo Black Saffron, a sort of sweet, buried saffron fragrance. It's excellent. The perfumer is Julien Rasquinet, who is so masterful in this exact genre. This is his wheelhouse. He's so good at warm, moody rose fragrances, leathery makeup scents. He's done Van Cleef Rose Rouge, Frederick Mal the Moon, Lancome Rose Berberanza, BDK Parfum Tabacco Rose, Naomi Goodser, Iris Centre, which is also in your sample pack this month. This one is just such a stunner. If you like any of the fragrances I just mentioned, definitely check this one out. Anyway, let's get to our guest because today we are joined by someone who has been mentioned on this podcast for almost as long as this podcast has existed, Alayton George. Now, Alayton currently works at Bergdorf's as a brand manager for The Maker, another former guest of the podcast, and as a scent stylist for the fragrance department of Bergdorf's at large. And before this, you know where he was? He was the manager at the Atelier store on Elizabeth Street. Alayton is who I credit with introducing me to so many of my favorite ever atelier scents. Cafe Tuberosa, Jasmine Angelique, you can thank Alayton for that. I trust his taste implicitly. In fact, I have not yet had an experience where I have shopped with Alayton and not purchased something. Today, we get the inside scoop on what really happened to Atelier. Alayton shares the Mugler scent that kicked off his decade-long love affair with fragrance. He tells us about his career prior to going into the industry, the inside scoop on fragrance retail, and why certain scents are pushed to us and others not. And of course, Alayton shares his current favorites, hidden gems we need to know about, and advises on specific scents he'd recommend for different people in different scenarios. Here is Alayton George. Alayton, welcome to the Perfume Room. How are you doing today? I am absolutely blessed. Thank you so much for 
allowed me to be on your podcast. I'm so excited, Emma. I'm so happy to have you here. We are in such a funny setup. We are currently in a conference room in mm. Bergdorf, sitting across a long, for everyone listening at home, we are sitting across <laughs> the longest table. It looks like you're in like one of those medieval like dining room tables <laughs> um, because I had a mic issue and Alaytan saved the day with his equipment and now we are back in business. So yes, yes. This so is, we are. But yeah, we should get a visual of this because we are truly like two this feet so away awesome. from each other. Um, I'm loving every second of it. Okay, so the first question I ask every guest mm -hmm. is, what are you wearing today? So today I'm wearing um, Libertine by The Maker. Mm -hmm. um, and it's funny because like that's the brand that I work with currently at Bergdahl Goodman as the brand manager. Um, and I... Funnily enough, I usually wear other things than the brand that I work for, which is kind of like counterintuitive. But mm -hmm. um, today, I just, I just wanted to, to feel happy. I wanted to just feel like you know, um, free of mind and spirit. And that was the scent that just called me. So um, that's the scent that's on my skin. It's a beautiful, beautiful, um, refreshing take on a citrus with ginger and cedar. So it's in a style that you know, but mm -hmm. it's done in a way that's a little less predictable. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just a beautiful, beautiful scent. Well, not to jump ahead, because we'll mm -hmm. get back to the other questions, but you mentioned it, so we might as well. You work for the maker now, yes. but you're also sort of across Bergdorf's at large, right? Yes. Tell yeah. us what, tell everyone what you do. So I'm so blessed. Um, so it's actually... Um, my my journey to Bergdorf is actually a very fascinating one. Um, I worked with Atelier Cologne in Nolita, which is where we met. I know. <laughs> I've talked about you on this podcast for like two years. That is insane. That is absolutely crazy. Um, when you came to the store, um, so you came to the Atelier Cologne Boutique in Nolita, mm -hmm. which was a flagship store. Mm -hmm. And that was a store that I was managing for quite a while. And... Um, they they shut the brand down. L'Oreal did. They the owner of a tragedy. Atelier Cologne. Absolutely sad. And are they ever coming back? They are coming back. They okay. definitely are coming back. I'm actually seeing a rebrand already in flight, already happening. Um, okay. So they're closed everywhere except for Asia currently, mm -hmm. and they rebranded in Asia, and the logo's different. The the aesthetic is different. It looks totally different than, I guess you could say, the brand um, founder's original vision. Interesting. Which usually happens when you sell to a conglomerate like L'Oreal or mm -hmm. Estee. Mm -hmm. um, but it was an amazing experience. They, they shut down, honestly, I feel, to rebrand. And rebranding is an opportunity to relaunch. And relaunching mm -hmm. means marketing. So I feel like the brand, they, I feel like L'Oreal felt that the brand needed a reboot and that the reboot would help bring more attention to the company in a mm -hmm. way that would cost them less money than if they were to do it the, a different way. Mm -hmm. So I think it was all a marketing strategy to make people kind of miss the brand. I mean, it's working. I miss it. <laughs> <laughs> and it, and it is. Um, unfortunately, though, they, you know, L'Oreal, they discontinued a lot of my favorite scents, you know, which I always was like, ah. Um, you gave but, me that intel when I when I met you in the store. Mm -hmm. You were like, "P.S. Like, if you want to grab these now, you should <laughs> because there's a special sale and they might be going away." And I was like, "What?" Yeah, it was so sad that they they discontinued my favorite and I think some of the best perfumes that the brand created. But they were, I think, I like to look at fragrance like I look at cheese. 
you know, you have your entry level cheese, you know, your Swiss, your American cheese. Mm -hmm. Then you have your intermediate cheese, your cheddars, you mm -hmm. know, your goudas. And then you have your stinky stuff, which is like mm -hmm. that advanced level of cheese taste. I love that analogy. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of look at fragrance in that way. And they basically discontinued all of the stinky cheese fragrances. But those Atelier are the Club. best ones. They surely and I also, I also just feel like so many stores that carried Atelier didn't even ever carry the stinky yes. cheeses. They like only had like the Clementine California, yes. what, Clementine California? Yep. And like orange sanguine and like all the like nice pleasant citruses. But what made those scents so good? Like, you were the one who showed me Cafe Tuberosa. Yes. Everybody listening who knows I love Cafe Tuberosa, <laughs> this is the person responsible. You showed me Cafe Tuberosa. You showed me Jasmine Angelique. Mm. I bought two bottles on the spot. Yes, you did. <laughs> I love those two scents. And I remember your favorite was um, Camellia. Yes. The Camellia Entre. So Camellia was nothing, there's nothing like it on the market currently at yeah. all. Yeah. You know, the closest thing to Camellia is Tainawar, and they are far, far apart. Very different, yeah. You know, um, so it was just such a unique, interesting take. I always like to describe it as like, um, like imagine black tea in a Birkin bag, and then you just black opened it and smelled bag. it. Yeah. You know, it's just a really, really lovely experience that is completely unlike anything else. And the funny thing is, usually when things are like, not that I guess you could say common, or mm -hmm. I guess you could say as um, when a fragrance is in a style that's not as recognizable to most noses, mm -hmm. it's not as easy to appreciate. You know, the weird things take a little bit of a um, growing on you type of experience to really like make sense and hit home. Mm -hmm. And with Camellia, it was unique, but it wasn't like strange. It was wearable. It was it was sexy. It was just beautiful. And the fact that it was something that was unlike anything out on the market, to mm -hmm. have that type of scent be so liked by so many people, mm -hmm. really showed me that there was a huge missed opportunity with mm -hmm. that fragrance. Who knows? If that fragrance did what it could have done or what it potentially could have done, who knows? The brand probably would have never shut down in the U.S. or Canada. Wow. So, um, but I think that fragrance was like an amazing experience um, and a pillar. But of course... I think marketing people and conglomerate companies don't know fragrance. A lot of these marketing That's people... That's a good hot take right it's a, there. It's a, it's a we truth. didn't even get there yet, oh, no. but coming in. It is a truth. People who work, a lot of these folks who work in conglomerate brands, like the, the big, big conglomerates, Estee, um, LVMH, these are brands that, that have a hard time finding like experts in perfume. Mm -hmm. It's much easier to find a skincare expert, an esthetician, mm -hmm. or a makeup ex expert. Um, mm -hmm. But people who are experts in perfume are far, far more difficult to attract and mm -hmm. identify. Mm -hmm. And um, I just found that that a lot of the a lot of the professionals that market fragrances don't understand perfume. They mm -hmm. just got out of college. They've just finished their internship, right. and now they're fresh into their role as a marketing. Um, manager in a in a conglomerate company working on perfume, right. and they really don't even have the language to talk about it. So a lot of the times, I find like it's the marketers that um, sometimes don't know how to present or even position a perfume in a proper way. Mm -hmm. So which is a, which is one of the reasons why I 
wear what I want. I don't let a marketing t- a company tell me or a marketer tell me that's for men, that's for women. Mm-hmm. I wear what the heck I want because the t- people who are telling me what's mm-hmm. for me and what's not for me, mm-hmm. they don't know anything about They don't frequency. know you. And they also don't know your tape. Well, also, it's so funny because, so we are both mic'd up to your microphones mm-hmm. because mine were malfunctioning today. And I said, as soon as I clipped your mic on, I was like, this is so scented. And you're like, that's because every, I'm always spraying things always. like all day long. So, okay, going going back, we'll get back to Italia, but going uh-huh. back to the original questions, do you have a signature scent or yes. scent profile? Oh, oh no, do. so okay. I don't have a signature scent. Okay. I have way too many perfumes. I own over 800 bottles of fragrance. Oh, how do you store them? Um, I have... So I bought this huge fixture. It's like a um, an all-metal shelf. Um, very, very heavy, very sturdy, mm-hmm. all one piece. You can't mm-hmm. separate it. Mm-hmm. Um, funny thing is, um, a store across the street from Atelier Cologne was going out of business. It was a clothing store. Mm-hmm. Very high-end jeans company. And um, they had, like, I could tell this fixture had to be at least, like, these shelves had to be at least four or $5,000. Mm-hmm. They just simply threw it out. And I simply... Took it home. <laughs> simply put. Yes, simply put. So, yeah, so all my fragrances are based on the, are literally on these, like, really large shelves. Mm-hmm. Um, this, it was like, um, it was meant for clothing, but mm-hmm. I refashioned it, of okay. course. And everything is separated by style of fragrance. So I don't have to think when I leave the house. Mm-hmm. It's usually before I had everything set up by brand. And that was just so complicated and difficult. I was just like, I was just taking forever to choose a fragrance. So yeah. now I kind of, instead of putting brand, it, putting all my fragrances by brand, all my fragrances are separated by style or type mm-hmm. or main ingredient. So this mm-hmm. way, if I want to feel vanilla today on a cold day, mm-hmm. grab from the vanilla section. Grab I'm from the, the leather way. section. It's so you much know? easier because you can get in a mindset and then be like, oh, these are my options Absolutely. today. It helps narrow the choices if you Absolutely. just take the, the mood. Okay, so what is your signature scent or scent profile? I don't have a signature scent. I I literally, my signature scent is whatever I feel like wearing that day. Mm-hmm. And I typically don't wear the same fragrances over a month, I would yeah. say. I'm kind of the same. I try to, you know, um, I kind of look at some of the fragrances I haven't worn in a while as like forgotten kids that I need to like take out every mm-hmm. now and then. Yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs> like put, it's been a minute. Absolutely, and I'm still your parent. So. I'm, yeah, exactly. Let me enter. Let me reacquaint myself with this. You mm-hmm. know. So, um, and that's one of the things that I love to do. Um, I know it's kind of crazy, but I enjoy the monotony of cleaning my bottles, um, maintaining the maintaining the cleanliness of my bottle because that also helps me remember what's next or what's mm. what I need to be considering more often. But yeah, I'm a little bit nerdy with it. I would say that's another hot take. Someone who enjoys cleaning the bottles, because uh, that is my least favorite thing. The third question I always ask, but you have been chock full of them. <laughs> Do you have any fragrance, controversial opinions, hot takes that people might disagree yes. with you on? Um, I think most people have bad taste in fragrance. I think, I think most people have horrible taste in perfume. And <laughs> most people also don't have the patience required to change that. And that's unfortunate. So what happens is people just end up wearing what smells good on others as opposed to finding out what their tastes are. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how many times I've, I can tell you how many times I've heard this question. What's your best seller? Mm-hmm. And that to me is basically saying, 
um, what do other people like? Because I don't trust my own taste to decide for myself. Mm-hmm. And I feel sad by that, you know, because perfume is an amazing opportunity to express yourself and express your individuality, your mood, your feeling, um, to express you. And I feel like when you just take someone else's advice, it's almost like letting someone else decide what you're wearing that day. Mm-hmm. And I'm an adult, you know, I haven't had my ch- my clothes chosen for me since I was a child. So yeah. I don't want people to choose the fragrances I wear. And that means influencers, that means um, vendors trying to, sh- trying to sell me a perfume. Um, Are there I, ever quotas with like vendor, like as a, as someone who works in retail, have you ever been told like, we need to sell this bottle this month. So like I, push this product or anything a, like that. A lot of companies do that. Mm-hmm. Luckily I've been in every company that I've worked with, including the maker, that's not been the focus. It's not about just sell this, just sell this, sell this, sell that. Um, however, that is um, a reality for a lot of companies and a lot mm-hmm. of vendors with those companies. Um, when a fragrance is released, when a new fragrance comes out, that brand wants to make sure that all of their salespeople are pushing that fragrance because mm-hmm. it looks kind of, it looks like almost like a, a like the brand isn't doing what it could do mm-hmm. if that fragrance does not, I guess you could say, um, make noise or make an impact in a very, very, very saturated market of perfume. Right. Um, but yes, there are vendors who definitely have their their agendas, which mm-hmm. is one of the reasons why I want to help people trust their own taste and not depend on the salesperson, their company. Oh mm-hmm. man, I can't tell you how many times the company of people will affect how they perceive the fragrance that they love. Mm-hmm. Like I'll have a client that'll love a fragrance and they're like, I love it. I want a bottle. They'll show it to someone they're with. And that the, their company is like, oh, I don't know. That's I don't know if that's for you. And then yeah, that person I goes, that. Uh, I don't think I want it anymore. So you loved something, and someone else you were with didn't, and you allowed their taste to influence your purchasing decision. Yeah. And that happens all the time. And this is again that whole cycle of you basically, or the client, or the. This kind of, I guess you could say, goes along with that whole concept of other people deciding for us how we smell. Right. And it's such an intimate, personal thing. And it's, I think it's a lot of like, what you're, so much of it has to do with like confidence and trust in your own taste of what exactly. smells good to you. I think this is a good segue to talk about. So you were talking about what you did at Atelier. Mm-hmm. You are now at Bergdorf, specifically with the maker, but on a whole at Bergdorf. Mm-hmm. What do you like to do um, or what is your process when people are looking for a scent, where would you take them and what sort of questions would you ask? So this is something that I, I love to do. I love to like get into a person's mind and figure out what they're into and what inspires their taste. Mm. Um, so basically, I'm all about consultations. This is something I used to do at Atelier Cologne and I've- And you are good at it because you, you led me in the right direction. Thank you so much. You did much. not steer me wrong. Thank you so much. And that's, that's important to me. I don't want everyone to smell the same because mm. not everyone is- no one, all of us are different. Mm-hmm. All of us have different objectives, goals, needs, feelings, you know, emotions. Um, and I feel like um, just prescribing the same thing to all people 
is again just a wasted opportunity. So, for example, let's mm-hmm. pretend like I came in and ah, you, and I was like, I'm yes. looking for something new. Like, what are some of the first things that you would want to know as you were like thinking about where to take me next? First, I'd like to know what kind of fragrances do you typically enjoy, mm-hmm. and this will give me an idea where your taste level is, whether mm-hmm. you're entry level, intermediate, or advanced. Mm-hmm. Um, that stinky cheese vibe, like I was mentioning earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to know what stage you're in in your journey. I want to know like what your lifestyle is, um, where do you want to wear your fragrance, mm-hmm. um, your style. That also has a lot to do with it. Your climate. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to know about various different. And I, I like to basically probe people mm-hmm. and get a, um, I guess you could say, an overall picture of who that person is. Mm-hmm. And then I prescribe a fragrance. It's literally like, um, like how doctors will like see an issue mm-hmm. and prescribe a medication to fix that problem. Your I kind of see myself in the same light. You yeah. know, yeah. Um, I identify the need and then I offer a fragrance to fill that issue or fill that need. Yeah. Um, and it's literally the same process in it. Um, it's something that I really, really enjoy doing. Um, I don't feel like I'm working, you mm-hmm. know, like I finally, I wish I would have almost um, found my bliss earlier in life. Mm-hmm. You know, I found it later. But I'm so grateful and blessed that I found it Mm -hmm. Uh, because most of us live through life without finding something that just makes us happy. And um, especially in our work environment. Mm -hmm. So to find to find a to find a profession that I don't feel is work is absolutely an amazing thing. And um, it all started from my YouTube channel and finding um, I wanted to find a Mugler scent to where and I went on YouTube and started researching Mugler. I found this YouTuber named Robzo8. His name is Mark. Watched a bunch of his videos. He's one mm-hmm. of the most knowledgeable YouTubers in the YouTube world in fragrance. Mm-hmm. Still to this day, I watch his videos and I trust him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he sent me down a rabbit hole because ever since I watched that video about a- Amen by mm-hmm. Mugler, mm-hmm. I bought that bottle mm-hmm. and I've been hooked with fragrance ever since. It's been an amazing Amazing wow. journey. What were you doing before fragrance? And was that one of the first perfumes you ever wore? Were you wearing uh, perfume before that rabbit hole deep dive search? Yes. Uh, so before I got into perfume, I worked with my father. I'm a professional jeweler. Actually, oh my gosh. Yes, I actually uh, went to school to learn that trade. Mm-hmm. And um, of course, when your father's a craftsman, um, many sons kind of follow in their dad's footsteps. That's mm-hmm. how I got into jewelry design. And I started and I learned the entire industry backward and forth and um and it was something that i really loved to do that's also a passion of mine but it was kind of like a passion that i was kind of like i guess you could say forced into mm-hmm. you know as mm-hmm. a kid i didn't have an option um but i'm grateful for it because working for my father gave me a work ethic and um a level of focus that i wouldn't have had elsewhere or otherwise i feel like he gave me an understanding of how to offer a luxury experience using a consultation wow. okay you know because you're i'm selling diamonds and gold and platinum that's like his medium and his art was fine jewelry mm-hmm. so when you're selling fine jewelry you know you have to cater to a luxury expectation mm-hmm. and that really really helped me when i started working in fragrance mm-hmm. because it was allowing me to offer a more elevated experience as opposed to just handing people blotters and hoping i find something that they like Right. You know, yeah. And was your dad um, wearing any fragrances oh, that you remember? Yeah. So the first experience that I ever remember of a fragrance was when my grandmother 
gave my mom a bottle of Lauren by Ralph Lauren. Mm -hmm. And um, it was in a maroon square bottle. I'll never forget it. Mm -hmm. And the scent was awesome. And um, that was the first time. And my grandmother passed away not too far after that, um, after she gave that gift to my mother. Not too long after that, she passed away. Mm -hmm. And, um, And so that... The fact that she loved that fragrance so much stood with me. And it's such a great scent. So she had great taste as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But my father, my parents, they were just, they were perfume lovers. My father was a police officer before he became a craftsperson. Mm -hmm. And for 20 years, he did that to finance his dreams of being an artist. Oh, my gosh. So, you know. You kind of did what he did, but just from jewelry to fragrance. Exactly. My father's footsteps and mine are very, very compatible. Mm -hmm. Um, And he was a a very, he's a very, uh, he's still with us today. He's a very masculine, six foot three type of guy, Mm -hmm. you know. And he would wear the sweetest vanilla. And he's a Leo, right? Oh, he's a Leo. We yeah. were talking about, obviously, Very, we were talking about horoscopes <laughs> before we started recording for everybody listening. <laughs> you know, we're talking, to, we're talking about horoscopes yeah, at some point. It's happening, it's happening. <laughs> Gotta bring it up. So, you know, he was, um, he, was, he was really, really into sweet fragrances. And a lot of men who look like him wouldn't probably consider like the sweet vanillas and ambers and the musks that he would wear. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was a big fan of oil. So like fragrance oils so and vanilla was one of his favorite ingredients. And I picked up on that because my grandmother, she's Dominican. Mm -hmm. And every morning she would make the most amazing like breakfast using Mm -hmm. Dominican vanilla. And Mm -hmm. it stuck with me. And vanilla is one of my favorite ingredients because of her. Wow. So just going back, uh, I don't have a favorite scent, but I definitely can say I have favorite notes. And vanilla is one of them. Vanilla is definitely one of them for that reason. And so what was the first fragrance that you ever wore? The first fragrance I ever wore was Safari by Ralph Lauren. Mm -hmm. I was 16 or 15 years old, and my first girlfriend at the time bought it for me for my birthday. Mm -hmm. And I literally smelled like a church deacon (laughs) for the whole school year. But, you know, even back then, I (laughs) I literally smelled like, you know, I smelled like an older... Very, very richer gentleman, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, sm- I, s- I literally smelled like a social studies teacher. Okay, um, okay. Or a deacon or a pastor, whatever. Mm-hmm. I smelled like a, a gentleman far past my years. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, you know, even back then I was smart enough to know that if your girlfriend is giving you a gift, you love it, you wear it, you honor it. And that's what I did. And mm-hmm. I, I wore it proudly. Um, but that experience of wearing such a, advanced scent for my age, you could say, mm-hmm. also set up my tastes because my tastes are far from easy. Mm-hmm. I don't have simple tastes. Like I was wanting to wear Amen, mm-hmm. you know, that was like my first purchase from, from myself. Okay. For years, people were buying fragrances for me. So again, I was smelling like how other people wanted me to smell. Mm-hmm. And at one point I just took a leap and started purchasing fragrances for myself, taking the time to do so. Mm-hmm. So that's when I was saying, you know, most people don't know perfume or most people have really bad taste in fragrance. Mm-hmm. It's not that be- it's not because people have bad taste. It's because they, people don't take the time to know what their tastes are. Exactly. I fully agree. With that. So is is jewelry still a part of your life in any yes. way? Yes. I help my dad for sure. He's mm-hmm. an elder. 
And, you know, it's a small business, so mm-hmm. I'm always, you know, after I leave Bergdorf, I'll go to the studio wow. and knock out some work for him also. Um, nice. So, yeah, I, have, I consider myself having two careers, mm-hmm. but I'm definitely focused in my career as, as you know, my day, my day work is mm-hmm. definitely Bergdorf, the maker, and um, offering people an amazing fragrance experience in this store. I am so excited about this month's sponsor, Laundry Sauce. Someone please tell the laundry industry that Fine Fragrance has officially entered the chat. Laundry Sauce is a laundry brand that has partnered with renowned principal perfumer Sabine de Charner to create the best smelling laundry. No more smelling like clean breeze or clear springs. Now your clothes and linens can smell like Australian sandalwood, Egyptian rose, Indonesian patchouli, or Siberian pine. In fact, those are the four signature scents in the collection. Now, I told you that I would try them all and report back, and I gotta be honest, every time I try a new one, I'm like, okay, no, this one is my favorite, because they are all that good. So first, I wash my linens with Egyptian rose, which has notes of rose, geranium, hawthorn, vanilla bourbon, and vetiver, and my sheets were left smelling crisp, clean, and warm. Kind of like what I imagine the linens at a place like Chateau Marmont would smell like. Then I did a load of clothes with Australian sandalwood, which has notes of sandalwood, bergamot, leather, patchouli, and cedar. And my clothes were left smelling fresh and woody in a sort of cedary type of way. And I finally tried Siberian pine, which has notes of pine, lavender, juniper berry, ginger, and moss. And I was so intrigued and surprised by the subtle sort of like dewy, juicy sweetness I was getting. With a name like Siberian pine, it did not surprise me that I got a sort of fresh, zesty, mossy forest feel. But there was something a little bit apple-y in there as well, and it was just so lovely. All this to say... I don't think you can go wrong, but if you are like, I got to try these all, I cannot just make a decision on the spot. They do sell a sample box and I will link that in the notes if you want to check that out before you commit to the one. And lucky for us, Laundry Sauce is generously offering Perfume Room listeners a special 15% off code. All you have to do is use the code Perfume Room at checkout to get 15% off your first order. That's Perfume Room at checkout for 15% off. And again, I will link all of this in the notes of the episode. Be the best smelling person in the room before you ever even put on perfume. Well, let's talk about the store and some of your picks. Maybe I thought it would be fun. And I, yes. you also have a live stream, which we are doing together yes. after this. But I was looking at some of your past live streams and you have done so many amazingly curated videos of like what you're wearing in the summer or Mm. versus the spring or your favorite roses or what's overhyped or hidden gems and I thought it would be fun to talk about some of those topics actually yeah before we even get into that Mm -hmm. when I came here to meet up with you I was killing some time while I was waiting and I found my favorite Loewe scent and then right after you were like have you tried this Loewe scent and I was like that's the one that I just was, was smelling. Wow. So what, it's called Mayreet? Mayreet. Mayreet. Okay. Yes. So I had not been familiar with Loewe. I mean, I I know I needed to try it. I just haven't been in a store that carries it, wow. except when I was in Bergdorf with my mom and you last yes. time. Um, but that scent is beautiful. It, it is one of my favorite fragrances to offer women mm-hmm. who don't want to smell like everyone in the world. A lot of women get the same old suggestions when it comes to fragrances. Mm-hmm. So a lot of women find their fragrance on another woman in the elevator, mm-hmm. on the train, right. on the line, uh, <laughs> waiting for something. Um, and that fragrance is something that a lot of, I guess you could say, the influencers haven't gotten their fingers on yet. 
Mm-hmm. I have, you know, I guess I'm I'm an influencer, yeah. you're an influencer. Yeah. We've we've been able to identify the beauty of that fragrance and why it's special. It's just very, very easy breezy. You're not smelling complicated, but you smell elevated at the Sweet same floral, time. Sweet floral, pretty, it's pretty, summery. Like, I want to smell that on women, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And I think it's just such a, I think a guy could get away with it depending on his vibe. I mean, I think a very masculine man could easily wear that mm-hmm. and would feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and might be a lot more attractive because he's wearing that type of fragrance. But yeah. I find that it's just very, very special and very, very unsung and underrated, which those are the things that I love to do. I love to find the hidden gems that people don't get to know about or people don't know of yet mm-hmm. and really put those fragrances out there. Um, and sometimes that goes against me as a content creator because my vibe is always to offer you things that no one knows about. And usually the things that people aren't searching for right. doesn't get a lot of attention. So if you're doing a fragrance video, let's say on YouTube, about a perfume no one knows about, they're not going to search for that scent. They're not searching it. They don't even know to search for so it. So the right. algorithm doesn't support your video. And but the not talking about Baccarat, you're going to get some. You're going to get thousands of views. You could talk about Bleu de Chanel. Compare it with Sauvage, your video will do at least 10,000, 20,000 views. Even though it's been done 10,000, 20,000 times. Though, yes. yes. Because so many people search for it, and like when that fragrance is done, it'll get in their 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 feeds mm-hmm. and eventually check it out. But if you're doing a fragrance, like there's a beautiful vanilla fragrance, vanilla and leather scent called Leader 6 or Leader 6 by J.F. Schwarzlas. Schwarzlasse. Yes. Yeah. J.F. Schwarzlasser. The German is coming yes. out. <laughs> and I, I, I wish I could speak German. I think that's such an amazing <laughs> language. But that's a fragrance that's just so beautiful that no one no one knows about. And I just I just love finding things that 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 people are unaware of. Um, but if you did a video about Leader 6, no one will search for that. Yeah. But it's a fragrance that more people need to know about. Guys, so it's, if you it's, take nothing else from this episode, Leader Six <laughs> exactly. by J.F. Schwarzschild. <laughs> yes. Okay, so, so someone comes in and they say to you, I need a new signature scent. Mm-hmm. And maybe they say, like, I wear, uh, like, I don't have one type of scent I wear. Uh-huh. I tend to wear a lot of different things. I'm looking for a hidden gem in the store or something. Maybe maybe it's, maybe it's me, okay? Yes. Let's say a 30-something-year-old female comes in and is like, I don't have one scent profile. I want, like, a hidden gem of the store that you think is really special that not a lot of people have awareness mm-hmm. of. Where are you taking me? I'm taking you to Taffin. I'm taking you to the... And you did take I'm, me to And Taffin. that's exactly where I took yes. you. Exactly. <laughs> I'm taking you to Taffin. I'm taking you to the maker. You know, well, you'll meet me there. So <laughs> you'll smell that first, you yes. know. Um, and then I would take you to some amazing fragrances from YSL that I think a lot of people Ooh, what are, are your favorite on. YSL ones? So I the Levestier collection is it's so, so good. beautiful. Yes. Like, Jumpsuit is... You're into it? I love. Oh, you don't really? like it? Okay, I, like, I have yes. a face. No, they're all great. I feel like they're. I feel like they're all very, very well done. Yeah. And for a niche, a designer niche brand, mm-hmm. I think their fragrances are so much more um, impressive than mm-hmm. I gave them credit for. So one day I just smelled all of them mm-hmm. except for Baby Cat. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to smell that. By the way, because I, I heard you just like can't get it anywhere, right? It's or? not available in the U.S. Um, so, from what I understand, um, the I think it's L'Oreal is basically demanding that um, that four thousand bottles be purchased by the retailer who brings it into the U.S. 
And 4,000 bottles is a huge commitment for a retailer to take on. And not a lot of companies house LeVestier's collection. Mm -hmm. So there are not that many options for that type of order in the U.S. Mm -hmm. A company who could take it on is, let's say, Neiman Marcus. Mm -hmm. But they haven't decided to yet. But they should because I think they would sell all of those bottles very, very quickly because right. it's that loved and that um, curious. Like it, it, it arouses so many curiosities because yeah. people talk about it a lot. Okay, so so you sort of made a, a little face when I said jumpsuit, but I am curious. What are your? I just said that southern. I was like, but I am curious. <laughs> I am curious. What are your favorite I love- YSL vestiaire or vestiaire scents? Okay, so everybody loves tuxedo. It's yes. great. Yes, but. I love the new fragrance called Queer. I don't know that one. So it just came out. Okay. It is a really creamy, smoky leather scent that's mm. perfect for nights out in cold weather. Okay. Um, when I smelled that, I smelled the sample before the fragrance got in the store, mm-hmm. and I knew YSO was taking my money when I smelled that sample. I was did just it take like, your money oh, at this point? Do without, you have it? I bought that bottle the first day it came out. Oh, my God. It was God. like, yeah. yeah. I didn't even wait, like, for, you know... A, a more opportune time to buy it. I was just like, no, I'm getting it. Yeah. So um, I bought that. I bought that fragrance literally after I did a, uh, a live stream on my live stream where I sprayed it on myself. Mm-hmm. I left the live. I went and bought it and went home with it. And it is next level beautiful. Um, I love. I love a lot of the fragrances that they make. Uh, they have a fragrance called Twenty Four, mm-hmm. which is in a black bottle, and it's their um, take on sandalwood. Ooh. Beautiful. Um, We're really, gonna have to really walk around sexy. the floor after oh, this. I'm like, to. I'm Come like, I now. need to smell so many things. You're talking about They have a they have a bunch of beautiful um, fragrances that I think smell amazing on ladies. Like, I love blouse. I love to mm-hmm. smell that. It's mm-hmm. just a beautiful fruity floral. Mm-hmm. The new um, Lavalier, which is a mm-hmm. fig fruity floral. Like, mm-hmm. it's just fig forward, and fig is seeming to have like a comeback. I think right now in the perfume world, it is really making a huge, huge comeback. The first fragrance from um, Francis Kurjan's first fragrance for Dior is a fig scent called Dior Riviera. And it smells a lot like Fico Diamalfi, but oh, okay. just stronger. Interesting. A lot stronger. You introduced me to a fig scent here that I really enjoyed, which was the Figuier Noir. Yes, Ubi Gon. Yes, and I'm not a big fig lover. I'm very specific with fig. That... Excellent. It's so Excellent next level. Thing. It's yes. so next level. And Ubigon is another brand very few people consider. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna like you're not gonna walk up to a person, what you're wearing, Ubigon. Mm-hmm. Like that's a rare answer in the yes. world of fragrance. You're like, oh, okay, Princess Di. Nice <laughs> to meet you. Seriously. Yes. <laughs> yes, to all those who probably don't know, uh, Princess Di did wear Kelka Fleur on yeah. her wedding day yes. with Prince Charles um, from Ubigon. I had a chance recently to smell uh, Quelque Fleur Royale, the ah. one with like the purple cap. Yes, yes. That was beautiful, like just a really pretty sort of powdery Irish yes. scent and warm and just very, very comforting. And yeah, like a sort of like Irish twist on Quelque Fleur, more Irish, I would guess. They didn't, I mean, that brand does Irish amazingly well. Yeah. Um, the, they have a fragrance called Iris de Champ, which mm. is one of the best clean Irish fragrances you can find. And they have an extra of that scent that's like seven hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. It's is and it's I don't know if I'd spend that much for it. <laughs> 
if someone gifted it to me, I would love that scent. It would be worn all the time. Mm. Um, they just recently came out with a peony fragrance and mm. a new Tahitian vanilla perfume. Um, actually, not Ubi Gone, but their sister brand, Paris mm. Monte Carlo. Um, but yeah, Ubi Gone is a brand that very few people know about, but man, is that fix special. It's yeah. so beautifully done. Uh, just peppery, spicy, and it's um, a very unique take on fake because most fake fragrances are more daytime forward, yes. whereas this is more of a peppery, night out, sexy fig. Right. And sexy figs, that's like an oxymoron. That's like, yeah, what is a sexy... Yeah, like fresh. Yes, more, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But you don't find a lot of figs with... Uh, or they have like other notes, like like something you'd find in Toy Noir where it's right. sexy fig, but also... X, Y, and Z other right. Right, right, right. Yeah, I think the baser could be considered a sexy fig. Yeah. But a lot of people wouldn't consider it that. But I think yeah. it's spiciness. There's, there's an element of sexiness to it. I think so, too. I, I think so. But yeah. I think a lot of people, it's either like you get it or you don't for a lot of folks. I don't personally wear a debaser, but also that's my fig complex. Like, ah. I can objectively, like, get the appeal of debaser. Mm. But, yeah, it's that's where I'm, like, weird about fig. Okay, <laughs> let's do a few more of these. Sure. Because I, I think this is so fun of just, like, I'll throw out some different scenarios of, like, a type of client that you might get. Mm -hmm. And you tell me, like, where you would take them first. Got okay. it. So we now have... Uh, Young young person mm -hmm. who is 17 years old, mm -hmm. okay? They are on the precipice of, like, going to college. They've never worn a fragrance. Maybe they had some, like, oh, let's say it's a guy. Okay, maybe he had some, uh -huh. like, Axe body sprays, and he had, like, a, a polo sport, like, sort of casual cologne. But mm -hmm. he's like, I need something bigger, more elevated mm -hmm. before I go away to college. I'm making up, like, a romantic story. <laughs> right? Where And you're like, okay, I've got just the scent for you. Where What do you have in mind? So if I'm talking to an 18-year-old guy who is clearly just starting their fragrance experiences, um, I wouldn't want to offer them something that's a little bit too austere, a little bit too much. I would mm -hmm. keep it simple, but also elevated. So um, maybe like a I Don't Know What by D.S. and Durga. Maybe okay. a Molecule with the gen there's a new molecule one with ginger. Mm, um, mm -hmm. There's a new molecule one with Gayak wood. Um, but maybe the ginger would be more of a better option because the Gayak wood, I feel like, is a little bit more um, intermediate level in terms of like the person who would appreciate it probably needs to have experienced the fragrances mm -hmm. a lot more. Um, but I feel like a scent like I don't know what, a scent like um, uh, uh, a beautiful fragrance like Elysium by mm -hmm. Roja, the cologne parfum, yeah, yeah. Um, more so than the original parfum, um, or the new um, Elysium Intense, That's which is... That's the one that I love. Oof. I love that new release, yeah. Well done, you know, no. really, really well done. So that would be something I could share with a younger guy that I mm -hmm. think he can appreciate that, um, that won't have him smelling like his dad, you mm -hmm. know, which mm -hmm. a lot of young, a lot of us when we're young, we don't want to smell older. We want to look more Not mature. You. you want to smell like the deacon. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know, right? I shouldn't talk. <laughs> but most of us, we want, to, we want to appear older, but we don't want to smell older. Right. You know? Right. So I would keep it, you know, just fresh, clean, airy, but still something that I could tell wasn't just purchased anywhere. You know? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I have another one. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is your uh, Upper East Side lady who lunches. Got it. She is. She has been giving everybody a difficult time on the sales floor. Mm -hmm. She is being passed around because nobody can find <laughs> what she's looking for. I know this woman a lot. You've you met her. I met you her know many her. Times. She was here probably an hour ago. And someone is like, Leighton, where do we go from here? Okay. Where do we go? Well, I've had a client like this the other day. Um, uh, one of the other vendors 
that's what happens a lot of times. People will come to me and say, this person is just um, having a really difficult, because they're, of course, very diplomatic. They're standing next to the client. They're literally right? like, could you please take this person off my hands? Because yeah. they're really too much. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, you know, but they'll say, um, could you please help this client? This She's having a really difficult time finding the fragrance that she's looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, sure. And so the client that I worked with the last time, um, she smelled literally every Tiziana Terenzi fragrance. She could not find one she liked. Mm-hmm. Um, that told me a lot because Tiziana Terenzi is a very fruity house. Okay. You know, certain brands have a certain aesthetic and their brand aesthetic is fruit. Mm-hmm. They do everything with fruit, left mm-hmm. and right. Um, so I was like, okay, this woman is not into fruity scents. That was just an automatic, I'm not going to show her anything that's overly fruity. Right. The one fragrance, which she did mention though, she was like, I need a fragrance that when I go out the house, when I go into a place full of people that I know, I want to be, it has to be a showstopper. So I realized, okay, this woman is looking for a night out fragrance to wear. Um, that's impressive that when you okay. smell it, you're just like, so I already, the first fragrance that came to mind that I knew was, not, she also mentioned she doesn't want to smell like anyone that she knows. She doesn't want to smell common. Okay. So I was like, okay, this is a great, great, this is great. So I went straight to Clive Christian okay. and offered um, hedonistic. I've never smelled that. Hedonistic is, whew, it's in a, it's so, um, it's in a blue bottle of okay. Clive Christian, a four hundred and something dollar perfume. When she smelled it, she was like, "This is it, like you did it. this is it. You did it. This is this is exactly what I've been needing. I don't think anyone will be wearing this when I go out. I don't think anyone. I think a bunch of people would want to know what I'm wearing when I go out when I wear this. Mm-hmm. So she was absolutely satisfied. She sprayed it on her skin. She was like, "I'll buy it." I was, wow. She was like, I'll take a bottle. Um, and I think actually she took two bottles because they were 50 mil. So she wanted 100 mil of them. So she ended up getting two. Um, Good so, day for yeah, It was fun. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> so yeah, like um, complicated people I love because the more complicated that other people consider you, the more fun I consider you because... It's a challenge. It is. Yeah. And it's like, and you know, like you, I just love to help. I want to be of service. Yeah, it's such a fun... If I'm ever like in Sephora picking something up and I hear people like over by the fragrances being like, I don't know what I like. It's so hard for me to like hold mm-hmm. it in because I don't work at <laughs> Sephora. But I want to be like, try that one. Me oh, you like this? Have you? If I'm in a store so and I funny. hear people like having a struggling, yep. I can't help myself. Yep. Like I'm like, what do you? What do you need? I feel the same way. I almost get in my Bergdorf, um, in my Bergdorf vibe. Like, uh, so what kind of fragrances do you like? And I'm yeah. like, wait a minute, I'm not working. You're like, no, no, I'm off the clock. Right. Uh, okay, I have another scenario. Sure. So we've talked about a young man. We've talked about maybe an older woman. Mm-hmm. Maybe someone comes in and they're more of an androgynous vibe, Got and it. they're just looking for something that they don't want something that's too mask. They don't want something that's too femme, mm-hmm. and they're just looking for something that feels sort of like signature, everyday, cool, sexy. Oh. Got you. So there is a beautiful fragrance from uh, a brand called Fuea, which is from Argentina. Mm-hmm. And they have a really I have not known how to pronounce that brand. Really? So thank you. The one that looks like it would be like Fuegia? Yes. Okay. So I thought it was Fuegia, Fuegia, Fuea. There's so many different ways to... It's, so it's Fuea. To, it's from what I understand. Okay, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> from what I understand, it if is If Alayton's wrong, no, he didn't. He never said yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you heard different. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> But yeah, Fuella has an amazing lineup of fragrances, but there's one in particular called Chiquaro, mm. and it is a cocoa and vanilla experience. Mm. Um, it is just so beautiful. You will definitely get complimented wearing it. 
some people consider it a little basic, but mm-hmm. I find basic things repeated. Mm-hmm. It's not repeated. You yeah. can't smell that fragrance in other brands. Oh, okay. So I don't consider it a basic scent at all. I'm just adding to my laundry list of things I need to smell when we <laughs> when we wrap up. Well, okay. So my, uh-huh. when my mom was with me, so I talked about this in the podcast. You guys all know, but my mom and I wandered into Bergdorf's. So I was mm-hmm. obviously like, we got to go to the fragrance department. And then I saw you, and then we went on this like two so and a half hour journey of like smelling everything. And my mom, you showed her. Um, Cacao Aztec. Yes. Which by is that? Paris. Is that Paris? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that scent, I'm, it's interesting too because that scent when we took it home, it smelled a little different than like in store. It was reminding me almost of Jasmine Angelique. Really. And you, which is kind of what you said mm-hmm. there. You're like interesting. You're wrong, but I no. Don't no, but but in store, I was like, this smells Your like Jasmine. Then I, best. Yeah. Then I got home. And I was like, this does not smell like jasmine. Then I was getting more of like sort of like a graphite-y, like this just this like really interesting sort of mm. like peppery, um, graphite-y cacao situation. Mm-hmm. And that one is super special. It is next level. Paris, yeah. I think, is uh, another very underrated slept on brand um, mm-hmm. that creates, I would say, credible perfumes for people with great tastes, mm-hmm. you know, in fragrance. Um, you listening, Mom? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. she She's awesome. By the way, you're so blessed to have your moms know, in, in your world. She's a brilliant person, too. I had a lot of fun with her. We had a great time. It was awesome. Um, and she's so relaxed. I, like, her vibe is just so chill. She's, she's, got, you know? a good vibe. she's got a love this. She's going to be, like, listening, like, oh, smiling no. as you're, like, talking about it. But, I had such yeah. a great time. But, um, yeah, that, that scent is just a very unique experience as well. Just special. Mm-hmm. Usually cocoa or cacao experiences, they have a, a lot more of a chocolatey. They're a little bit more on the nose. I you agree. know. Yeah. But this one is just a little bit quirkier, a little bit less obvious. And mm-hmm. I think that's what makes it also very, very beautiful. Cacao, but not like traditionally gourmand in right. any sort of way. It's not sweet. Right. It's right. not a sweet scent. You don't mm-hmm. you don't get chocolate cupcake. You don't you don't feel that when you when you wear it. I could get like an environment where sweet things are made. Mm-hmm. You know, but mm-hmm. I don't feel like it reminds me of a baked good on my skin. You know, mm-hmm. so that's why I think it's such a the extray. Mm-hmm. Oof, the extray. Oh, okay. I gotta smell the X-ray <laughs> again. More things to smell. Okay, Alayton, it has mm-hmm. been so much fun talking to you about your life, your journey. We didn't even really talk about simply put sense. I mean, yes. you talked about how you started that after um, seeing other people's YouTubes and getting well, inspired. But tell me more. It was basically so. This is gonna blow people's mind or some people, but I started my YouTube channel because of Jeremy Fragrance. My mind is blown. Yes. And is he still a mentor to you? <laughs> no. He was never a mentor. No, I mean, I don't know the word, yeah. <laughs> um, he was never a mentor. What happened was, um, there was a, so he was doing a lot of videos, getting a lot of attraction, mm-hmm. getting a lot of traction, I should say. Mm-hmm. And his whole focus at the time when he was doing his thing was getting guys to think that they could get um, women to like them if they wore certain fragrances. And mm-hmm. I found that to be very misleading. And I called it out in a post on Fragrantica's men's forum. I'm not a person that avoids confrontation anyway. I yeah. kind of enjoy a good argument, you know? Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> and so um, he actually commented under my post because my thing was, you know, it's unfortunate when men are misled into thinking that women, will, you know, just automatically find them attractive because they're wearing a certain scent. And I said that it's unfortunate that he's misleading men in that direction. Mm -hmm. And he wrote back, you know, very anonymous, like not directing to not directly toward me, but he made a comment. If people think it's easy, they should try it. And I thought, hmm, 
I should try it. And he actually did a thing where he, he did a, um, a contest, um, a contest, and he was basically saying to his audience, please create YouTube content, and whoever does the best content, I'm going to offer them a, a bottle of Aventus as a gift. Mm-hmm. So that was the prize, whoever won his contest. So mm-hmm. I submitted my first YouTube video, and, and you'll still this? see it. I don't even recall. It had to be about like six or seven years ago. Okay. And I put my first YouTube video up on YouTube, and it was, I still have it up there, and it's embarrassing now. I look back and <laughs> I I'm like, watch wah, it. wah, wah, wah. Yeah. But it was the first video I ever did. It was about a vanilla fragrance, mm-hmm. Black Vanilla Absolute by Perry Ellis. That was mm-hmm. the first video that I did on YouTube about perfume. And again, you could tell I was a little bit non-conforming, because who's talking about Perry Ellis perfume in a contest where it's all about, like, you know, I should have been talking about like Bleu de Chanel or, right. you know, Dior Own. But of course, even then, I wanted to be obstinate and offer what I think the public needed to know about. Be damned if people see it or not. Mm-hmm. So I did that video. It was awesome. And I enjoyed it so much. I wanted to continue doing them. And I already had a collection of over 150 to 200 bottles at that time. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, I have this knowledge. I have good taste, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, let me help people. Let me offer people a... And at that time, YouTube was all about personalities who didn't want to talk about videos because they wanted to be popular, mm-hmm. like a lot of people do now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people use fragrance as a way to get popularity, but right. they don't have any actual... They don't care about their audience. They just care about growing their audience. Right. Um, and But when I was doing YouTube, it was a totally different energy. Everybody who was doing it wanted to help someone, wanted to basically have an outlet for their passion of perfume. Mm -hmm. And that kind of shifted as like money got involved and, Mm -hmm. you know, um, companies were, you know, reaching out to people giving bottles and it became a little bit more of a, of a business. It was before it was a business. So it really could just be what you wanted to say without like any check attached to it. Absolutely. It was people doing their hobby. Right. And not caring if they made money from it or not. Right. Now it's like, oh, my video won't get noticed unless I'm doing a video that's popular. Right. You know? So right. it's like it's YouTube kind of... circle kinda, what we were saying before, right? True. Yeah. yeah. So YouTube kind of forces people to do the videos they want you to do, mm-hmm. not the videos that you want to do. So that was always kind of like a thing. But yeah, Jeremy got me to do my videos. And from there, it was a wrap. Wow, that'd be the headline. Jeremy Fragrance uh, Lover. No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay, we have one final segment of the yes, show. Yes. And it is Rapid Fire Scent Association. Got it. I'll throw out a person, a place, a concept, and you just tell me the first smell, scent, note, whatever that oh, comes so. to mind. Mm-hmm. No answer is incorrect. Okay. Are you ready to play? Yes. What's that smell? Let's okay. Mmm, what's that smell? Alayton, what is the smell of your childhood home? Ooh. Frankincense. Ooh, okay. Yes, that's that. My father burnt the frankincense on charcoal throughout my entire childhood. Mm. Yeah. So frankincense was like the scent of the house. Nice. Okay. What What is the smell of love? The smell of love to me is rose, mm-hmm. vanilla, um, ingredients that make you want to curl up next to someone, ingredients mm. that make you want to cuddle. Mm, okay. Those are fragrances or ingredients that make me think of that. Okay, what is the smell of the color orange? The scent of the color orange, orange blossom. Mm. Um, I mean, the whole orange tree. I mean, that's probably one of the most important um, plants in the fragrance world because there's so many ingredients that come from one orange tree. Um, Pedigree, neroli, 
um, the actual citrus, right. you know. Um, so yeah, I, I love orange blossom. Um, that's what I think of when I think of orange. What is the smell of New York City? Ooh, that's actually interesting. It depends on where you are. It can be the scent of garbage. This is true. You're not wrong. <laughs> the scent of musk, the yeah. scent of fish, ambergris in the air, depending mm-hmm. on where you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say the scent, the scent of New York, it's a, that's a great question. Um, I feel like the scent of New York is concrete, um, mm. um, cement. Um, I think of, I think of, con- yeah, I think, when I think of New York, I think of the concrete jungle. So I think of fragrances that incorporate like those type of, in, in, in those type of ingredients. I wouldn't think of anything, um, you know what, the scent of musk. Yeah. That's kind of all-encompassing. Like, yeah, kind of there's that. a lot of things that must And must can, can be a lot of things. That's so, it. <laughs> there you go. You've covered all the bases. Okay, the final question. What is the smell of a Leighton George? Ooh. The scent of unconventional and uniqueness. Um, I like the scent. I like to smell. I'd rather smell horrible than to smell nice. Because at least if I smell horrible to you, you won't forget me. You won't wow. say, oh, like whoever says, remember that guy that wore that nice Blur de Chanel? Like nobody says that. Now, if I wore something that now, was you smell like, like garbage, yes, no one's going to remember. Absolutely. 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 <laughs> if I smell like some really dank, weird patchouli, yeah. you're going to go, oh, God, remember that dude that wore that patchouli fragrance? That's true. That's that's like, you know, like some of us don't, you know, some it's not important for all of us to mm-hmm. to make an impact with our scent. But, you know, I feel like it, why not? You know, it's why like not? if anything, I'm helping you. So you're welcome. You, you are know, welcome. I'm giving you I'm opening your I'm expanding your horizons um, olfactory, olfactively. Wow. So I, I enjoy that. I rather I rather make you uncomfortable with my scent than just smell nice to you. Wow. I love that. Okay, Alayton, I'm sure some people listening to this are going to want to come to Bergdorf's and ah. come to the maker and shop with you. Where can people listening find you, work with you, all the things? So I work Mondays through Sundays at Bergdorf Goodman in the basement at the maker counter. Okay. Um, however, again, my focus is your experience. So whether you love the maker or not, you're going to leave the store happy. Uh, with the fragrance you'll love to wear that you won't return, promise. Oh, wow. And I I can vouch for this because (laughs) I have experienced it not once, but twice. And I have left with fragrances both times. Leighton, it has been such a pleasure. Uh, I'm so excited to now do your live stream. For everybody listening, Leighton has a live stream that you can catch. Do you want to plug that as well? Simply Put Sense. Simply Simply Put put Sense sense on Facebook. Simply Put Sense on Instagram. Simply Put Sense on YouTube. Okay. Leighton, thank you. Thank you. It was a pleasure. This podcast was edited by Joe Leonardo, music is by Max Vernon, and illustrations are by Israel Rodriguez.